Welcome back to the no, <laughs> not what is it? non-show by Green Cows on Five. Um, there's John here with me. Hello, and hello. And we're at the Green Room Cafe, kind of. Sort yes, of. which you can't hear. Well, we can't hear. You'll hear it by the time it goes out. Then. By the time we edit it in. Well, well, couldn't it couldn't it be we do this from a third dimension and normal Earthlings can't hear it until it's all mixed up? Well, like a certain noise that you know only dogs can hear. Anyway, so what's new? What's happening? What's new? Um, not sure. Did you find your super glue? No, I need no super glue. You were remains. looking for super glue, yeah. and you were you were gluing someone to a chair, weren't you? <laughs> remains missing. I bought that. You know that super glue is tucked away somewhere really safe, where I'll get it. You know, when I need it, I'll be able to get it. Except I can't remember where the hell I've put it because it's not in my my man studio. Stroke music room, stroke recording room, stroke podcasting room. It's not in my man drawer, you know, which mm. uh, which you have. Everybody has a man drawer about the house, and it's not in any, in any any straight. Well, you would have we would have a, a lady drawer, perhaps. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> I was feeling, I was feeling, you know, the, the usage of the word woman sounds quite, you know, and, and, and what's the word I want? Quite. Um, would you have a woman drawer, or would you have a, a lady drawer? I, do you know, I think I'd have a woman drawer. I think I, I find the lady, the word lady, mildly patronising. That's what I'm getting at. That's, yes, you've just... You've just you're ladies. Ex- you're lady. Hello, ladies. We're really ladies. <laughs> it's quite old-fashioned. Most fashion, of them aren't, you know. It's quite old-fashioned. These fashion. days. I mean, who walks around looking like a lady these days? Well, that's what I mean. And you can sort of come a cropper, I suppose. Yeah, you, should you address a, a, a woman as a lady? <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, can I just just on that point of the sort of yes. gender politics um, and not and sort of changing times? I remember really realizing I was getting old one time when I went to Brighton, and mm-hmm. we'd stayed outside Brighton. It was for my brother-in-law's fiftieth birthday, I think, and we were coming out from Brighton on the bus, and the bus was crowded going up into mm-hmm. Brighton Centre, and I was stood standing in the middle, you know, strap hanging or bar hanging, mm-hmm. and there was these sort of girls going out for a night. And one of them tapped me on the shoulder and said, would you like a seat? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought, I thought, hang on a minute. Wait a minute. I'm young, vital and vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> and there you thought she was asking you out. <laughs> not even that. I just They all pissed themselves laughing. Not, the, not, the, not the, my, you know, the family all went... <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you really know, you've, you know you've, you're on the downward spiral once that happens. <laughs> So it was the same sort of thing I was talking about. You know, do 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 females do female women like getting called women or ladies? And I thought it was probably I thought it was probably women, um, but I wasn't yeah, too I mean, sure. I mean, people might be different. But to me, I've got visions of you know ladies yes, kind so of a bit, ooh, little finger on the teacups, big city out dresses and stuff like that, and a parasol, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and a chihuahua, corset, a chihuahua. What do you call it? A corset, 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 yeah, and a straw boater, walking it. Mm-hmm. A straw boater, you know, but with a hat, you know, so you'd have oh. either a bonnet or a straw boater. You'd have a big sort of crinoline dress type thing. You'd have a parasol, you'd have a little dog, and um, you'd be taking a stroll, wouldn't you? An evening mm. stroll with your girlfriend. In and Hyde there'd be a Park. Couple, there'd be a couple of likely lads, you know, dressed in top hat and tails, going, hello, ladies. Smack <laughs> Fancy a drink. <laughs> But that means all, if, if that was changed, all the toilets would have to be changed because you just say ladies on the toilet now, doesn't it? Yes. It, yeah, we, they've gone for, for pictures more often than not, don't, haven't they? You know, you've you got little sort yeah. of silhouettes these days, basically. It does help when you're abroad. It does, actually, yeah. 
I, I, I've nearly made a few mistakes in the past, but uh, you know, Sp- it was Spanish as senor and senorita and stuff like that, and senora rather, I should say. Um, so yeah, it, yes, it does help when you're abroad, actually. I think it was in France on a motorway service station. A bloke came. No, it was in Dunkirk at the ferry port. Some oh, bloke right. came out of the ladies. Did he? <laughs> what are you doing in there, mate? And he wasn't a cleaner. No. To chance him, maybe to you know yeah, some sort of peeping tom or something like that, or else he just perhaps he was drunk. Just no, he was sober. Into the wrong place. Be sober. He was completely yeah. sober. I mean, if he's at the ferry port, yeah. terminal type thing, he should be sober because he got there by car. Yeah, well, not unless he's a passenger, you know. And well, been, there is that. They've been sort of getting tore into it. When I come back from Ireland, there was quite a few sort of people seemed the worse for drink on the boat. Well, there were a couple yeah. of people anyway. And they were, I think they were, I think they were Swedish or some Scandinavian. They were really, really rowdy and They're probably Brits. You go from Dover to Calais. We go first thing in the morning, sort of, you know. Yeah. Eight o'clock ferry types. I think always have a break with beer on there. Always. Yeah, I mean, that's, you see, drinking beer no matter what. Eight yeah. o'clock in the morning, I'm on holiday, and I'm having beer. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, this is what you do, isn't it? You know, I, people would sit and when we would go to abroad. We sort of get an early flight out of Gatwick, you know, the six thirty flight out of Gatwick, which meant getting to Gatwick for about four o'clock or something in the morning. You know, and my my argument's always been leave plenty of time. I'd rather be sitting, you know, in Starbucks or Costas, having a cup of coffee, knowing that I wasn't stuck on the M25 trying to get round to Gatwick. But you would see loads of people with big, you know, loads of pints on their on their table, you know, knocking knocking down drinks at four o'clock in the morning. You go, yeah, I don't get that. No, no, me. It's, it's, we're on holiday. We're having a drink. At know. what point is the cut-off point for drinking? For me, um, <clears throat> generally, because four o'clock in the morning, in theory, isn't isn't if you went out at six o'clock in the evening and you still up. Do you see what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. You might still be out on the on the out on the piss. You could four be. in the morning. You could but be if you've been sleeping and then getting up at four and drinking, then it's not etiquette, is it? Well, yeah, and, and in fact, in that case, it's an early start rather than a late finish, isn't it? Mm. You know, so you start. I have. I've been known to have like a, a scotch and a scotch and ju- ginger once I get on the plane, just to start things off. But that's probably being scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not, actually, that's a good point. I'm not too bad with flying. No, Fly, flying doesn't bother me that much. No, except only one time when I was going to Italy and we were flying over the Alps. We got the most horrendous turbulence oh. to the point that the, you know the stewardesses and stewards were uh, got into their bucket seats and not their what do you call, do you call their jump seats, mm. um, you know, know, and and all the sort of trolleys were wheeled away and, and uh, I was going <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to remain unterrified. I was absolutely bricking myself. You know, I had one coming back from the Alps to into Luton like that, an easy jet flight. And yeah, the um, air flight attendant, the, the plane just dropped. Mm, but yeah. she didn't. <laughs> oh really? She, she and the trolley stayed up. <laughs> oh really? They yeah, didn't well, hit, hit the ceiling. They didn't hit the ceiling. But, uh, yeah, she was a you know a meter in the air at least with her trolley. Yeah. And uh, I had a pilot in front of me on asleep. I mean, the seat in front of me he just opened his eyes and sort of closed his eyes again. I thought, oh, if the pilot isn't scared, screaming, yeah, I'm not. He laughed nonchalantly at everybody panicking. Ha ha ha! I do this every day. <laughs> I had a, we had a bad one coming back into to. Um, Bristol Airport was the worst landing I've ever had. That was really scary as well. It bumpy was kind bump. of, yeah, bumpy. But it, but we stayed up in the cloud. You know, you, you're you're above the clouds and then you come down through the clouds and then you you know. Mm. Well, we stayed in the clouds for ages for whatever reason. We kept circling round, and when we were coming down, you know, it was the plane was tipping both ways, left, right, left, oh. right. You know, ma- major drops. You know, like oh. you've just described. Just you know, all of a sudden, 
it seemed to sort of drop about, you know, I don't know, it's hard to guess what, what the distance would be, but it felt like it dropped 100 feet, you know, and then regained. And mm. and, and it was literally one of those, was <laughs> the round of applause came up when we finally got down safely. Sigh of relief from everyone. Yeah, yeah and then we, we got, in, got, in, got into the terminal and there was sniffer dogs everywhere, you know, trying to see, see if we were... Bring, trying to oh, see sniffer we, dogs as well? Yeah, trying to see if we were bringing drugs back, presumably, something like that. Um, oh, but, I used yeah. to get searched all the time by security when I was travelling on my own in my twenties. You know, young woman on her own, travelling, and I was searched all the time. Every piece of my luggage, hand luggage, really? everything was always searched. It's really I annoying. Thought you were a mule. Probably. Yeah. I look like one. Clearly, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I used to Click, that, you, pop footsteps, isn't it? Well, when we used to go back and forward to Belfast all the time in, in, in the you know the eighties, um, you'd be walking back in through the air bridge, and uh, you know there'd be a couple of likely lads sort of checking out the punters. I always got drawn aside for that, you know, because uh, I was you know in the demographic <laughs> that they were interested in. Uh, but I always thought it was probably the ones that were sort of getting through were the ones dressed as little old ladies, you know, which. <laughs> Which nobody, you know, if it's like sort of trying to hide and play inside. But I got stopped so many times. Well, yes, I can see why. Well, well I did look like a mule. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an elephant, actually. Uh, I, I hate flying. I remember coming off the, a flight. and Actually, it was when I came first to England. Mm-hmm. And um, I was landing at Heathrow. And waiting for my luggage. And then a shoe came on there. What, a, sold, a, a solitary shoe? Yeah, on the um, conveyor belt, a shoe, and I thought, shit, that's mine. Was it your shoe? Well, that's my shoe. And then a pair of underpants. <laughs> oh, that looks like mine. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and then trousers. Some Were they Y fronts, by the way? The other shoe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then another shoe, and then everything else, and eventually a so suitcase you... came open. Yes. Opened or split, had it zips come undone or something? It was one of those hard cases. Oh, right. And um, it had crap lock and it just, brought, you know, you know, they fling stuff around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. So the, it, just, it just opened. It's oh. quite, <laughs> it's quite often, you know, when you're getting off a flight and, and you go to an airport which has got multi carousels and you're walking towards, you know, so, uh, flight from uh, uh, carousel 14, please. You know, so you make your way to carousel 14, and as you pass carousel 12, well, you get, yeah, you get that as well, <laughs> but yeah, as you walk by carousel 12, carousel there's always, one after there's always a, like a pram and a, and, a, and a suitcase going round on the thing, and nobody there to yeah. collect it, and you think, nobody wants it. What is that? Is? <laughs> there's probably some guy in Rio de Janeiro waiting for that. <laughs> Somebody going to the holiday destination thinking, yeah. what did I forget? We never had, never had any disasters, never never had the lost luggage thing, luckily. Mm, I had a lost luggage, but I found it again because it was the second time my suitcase opened and they took it and it never came onto the conveyor belt. I just didn't arrive, so I went to ah. whatever desk so that, and they said, oh yeah, we've got it here, it's open. Oh, that was lo- well, well, Not again. If I was a marketer, I'd be selling you bungee cords. I did after to get luggage straps. Yeah. Definitely. I couldn't afford a new suitcase. I was a poor little working person. Oh, I yes, well, anything. we're a bit like a pair. We're n- we've never had anything. the Louis Vuitton ones. We, we, we always had, like, you know, battered old crap things. <laughs> and and the like identified always tie a shopping bag around it, you know, like a, a Sainsbury's bag with a bright orange thing on it or something like that, you know, so they can spot it coming up through it. Because all the black, you know, the black material ones all look the same, really, don't they? 
mm. and the little yeah. wheelie ones. I, I always take a we take a big one and a, and a little wheelie one, and uh, the little wheelie one's always mine. You know, doubtless to say, you know, the, the big one's always somebody else's. <laughs> Oh, lots of <laughs> I remember coming back from Morocco, from Morocco, and I was travelling with other people who were on that. But it was it's a it was a writing course, mm. and I was coming back with a writing tutor, and um, it, it was a nightmare to get on through on Marrakesh on a plane. Mm. It was a nightmare. We just there was no announcements or anything because it was I think before the did the airport up whatever, mm. and you had no departure gate, nothing. It was like oh we're leaving, oh no we're not. Are we leaving? Oh, no, we're not. It was, it was like that. Yeah. It's how I got on the right plane, I have no idea. Anyway, I was with the tutor, with the photography tutor, and um, sort of taxiing down the runway, and he goes, oh, there's my suitcase on the oh, really? runway. Oh, no. <laughs> we took off. She just stood up and said, stop the plane. I so, need yeah, to get my that ended up being still on the runway behind us in the end. Oh, and uh, Because he had one of these big... Um, he was a seasoned traveller, so he had yeah. these big... Orange, bright orange, round, yeah. duffel bags, oh, massive yeah. thing. Uh-huh. So yeah, you see that on a runway, don't you? Yeah, well, you're going to spot it easy enough. Yeah, we had uh, went to uh, Zakynthos or Zantias, I believe they call it in Greece, and uh, that airport was like it was it was like the, a really tiny little provincial airport, and, and the kind of bar- the baggage reclaim was just a big pile of suitcases. I seem to remember it was no kind of proper, <laughs> Take no kind case, of proper any case. Yeah, it was no kind of proper carousel. It was just I think they just the guys took them off in those you know wheelie wheelie trolleys, wheelie sort of cage things, and bunged them in. Mm. And it, I, I remember it was really kind of basic, and uh, yeah, so easy to lose stuff when you do that. But you still haven't told me who you're going to superglue to what chair. Oh, yeah, of course. how we got into that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I was going to do. I was going to do... I noticed uh, um, there was a little bit on one of my tyres where it, it appeared to have... You're um, supergluing the car? Yeah, no, no. It was just a like... Tire? A tyre? There was a little <laughs> tiny, tiny little fillet of ru- rubber. A tiny little fillet of rubber had come undone. You know, it obviously hit something sharp on the road. Oh, shit, there's an ambulance. Hang on. Oh, oh. Is it coming for you? No, I don't think so. Mm. Oh, it's gone by. All right, okay. Mm. Well, that could have been good. Is it hasn't turned around or anything? It's not going to well, your neighbours. Well, it's a cul-de-sac, so he's coming for someone. Mm, right. Anyway, you were saying about superluring the car. Kind of taking a, a nick out of the side of the tyre, but it, it wasn't deep. It was just, you know, very, very shallow. And um, Or it is, I should say, because I haven't found a superglue to fix it yet. Uh, and I just want to put a little dab of superglue on that, just, just in case it starts, you know... Getting getting bigger or something like that, and uh, anyway, can't find super glue. No, but will you will that pass it? I have to buy on YouTube. But this is the thing. This is the thing I wrote on on the, the writing the writing group we belong to. I've never ever used more than two droplets of super glue out of out of a tube of super glue because when you go back a year later when you need it again, it's always kind of gone off. It has, yes. You need to wipe it before you. Yeah, I did all that. Did all that. I always do that. But but and this then you ta- can always make a hole in the actual tube. Yeah. And get some more out. Have you done that yet? Yeah. Have you ever have you ever super glued your fingers together using super oh, glue all the time? Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't it? I mean, it's, it's so hard not to do it. Oh, you think I've done that? And then all of a sudden you try and remove your oh, separate your thumb and index finger. Hang on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to snoop. The ambulance is back. All right, get up to your curtain. Oh. Cur- curtain twitching. You've heard it first. Green cows don't fly. Cur- curtain. Oh, shit. Curtain twitching. Oh. oh, stopping outside my neighbours. 
Oh, it's dropping someone off. Ah. It's not picking up. <laughs> <laughs> it's dropping off. I didn't know they did taxi service. Car service, isn't it? <laughs> taxi service, yeah. That's unusual service, isn't it? Normally go with it. Sort of take you in, bung you into any knees, make you sit eight hours, and then let you go at two in the morning and say, right, off you go then. And we're back again. And by popular... Demand. By popular demand. <laughs> I've got a letter here from Phyllis, from Carshalton. Dear Green Cows Don't Fly, I simply loved your 105 weird facts feature. Can you do more? Of course we can. We only need about three. Yeah. yeah. We're going to, going to milk How this. How can you like our 105 weird facts if you need... Never we, we, mind. Number yeah. 21, a strawberry oh. is not actual, not an actual berry. I knew this. But a banana is. A banana yeah. is a berry. Did you know that, didn't you? I, well, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, yes, I'm pretty certain I knew it, but I couldn't have called it to mind. But I, know, I knew there was something funny about bananas. Because it's like that tomato thing. Is tomato a fruit or a vegetable? It's a fruit. It's a fruit, it? isn't it? It is, yeah. But I mean, it, to me, to me, I always think citrus, sweet, you know, um, sweet, yeah, citrus and sweet and, and nice. Whereas a tomato is, yeah, where do you stand on tomatoes? Because I use them, but... I love them. Yeah, I, I can't eat a tomato on its own. I just don't like the kind of gloopiness of it and the sludginess of it, you know, especially if it's... There was a time that, you know, you, could, you used to get pre-packed sandwiches and they had tomatoes in them. Of course, by the time the tomatoes had bled everywhere... Yeah, they, they do make stuff a bit soggy, don't they? No, they do. So that you know, I, th- I think if you're going to have a you know a BLT, which I don't like anyway, because I don't like it because of the tomato compound uh, component, you'd have to make it fresh and ch- ch- chuff it down pretty quickly before it goes all blooping. Yeah, a lot of the cucumbers like that in sandwiches, isn't it? If you have cucumbers in yes. sandwiches, or if you dress it as a cucumber salad, it just goes watery. Yeah, it does. I, I like a cucumber though in, in things like, um, you know, onions uh, what, in, from the onion takeaway, onion salad, which is like, you know, onions and a little bit of cucumber, a little bit of tomato and a little bit of lemon juice, you know, for your poppadums that feta. kind of thing. Sure. Feta's quite nice actually, quite like feta, but it's Oh, you know, you t- you're thinking of Indian food again that isn't Chinese. Yes. No, I know. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's right. Well, I, was, I did <laughs> remark to you Indian in the email. Indian food is not Chinese. <laughs> well, India, it's, not, it's not like Chinese, is it? It's like sort of saying, well, cars, they're not like pigeons. <laughs> but see, that mentions too. My, I'm not a big fruit eater, but I do like a strawberry and I do like a banana. Now it turns out, you know, one of them's not a fruit. Well, there you go. Oh no, so is it not, is it, ah. if it's not a fruit, what is it? Oh, it's hang on, not a berry. Ah, it's not all a right. Berry. So, ah, but it's a fruit it's then. Different. Surely, hasn't but got it's a fruit. It has it's to be a, a fruit, hasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm, what's that one about? I don't know what the definition of a berry is, but clearly a banana is. Mm. March the 3rd is known as What If Cats and Dogs Had Opposable Thumbs Day. Oh, really? What, what, what fact's that? Well, I can imagine what would happen if cats had yeah. opposable thumbs. Maybe some screwing the lid off tins and tins, wouldn't they? Get tin openers and, you know, open their own cat food when you're asleep. I think they would be feeding us. I think they would, um, not feeding us, but, you know, they'd be in charge of us. There's two cats I see when I do my daily walk, and they, they, they really have... I mean, these cats are so territorial. Um, mm. You see them... They're always between... They, they live in neighbouring houses, big houses, two big houses. It's just a street of big houses I walk past. And there's always... One of them's a, a black and white one, and another one's a black one, and they're always lying there on the pavement, soaking up the sun, and just, you know... You, you, they, hear, they hear you coming up. Yeah, and I thought, that, that I could have some of that. They hear you coming up, and they kind of, they kind of just, you know, open an eye watching nonchalantly as you go by uh, so I give I do what I do to cats always I give them a a, a, a jolly and their ears prick up 
And I think, oh, they're going to do something, and then just close their eyes again. You put the head down, go yeah, down the street. Yeah, and there was two, actually, funny enough, two cats across the road in our street. And they were both sitting up on a wall, and I had to wait to the street behind, between me and them, and they both started watching me. And they just watched, and you could see their eyes watching, and you could see their heads turning, you know, in time with my walking. <laughs> Till I went by. Making sure you're really leaving. And they said, what are you looking at, you know? <laughs> you're looking at me for me. You're looking at me. You're looking at me. You're looking at me. Yeah, so they just, you know, they don't really get too head up about anything, do they? Just sit, just sit there and chill, chill out. It seems to be, you know, if you're a cat. Yeah, as humans, we can't do that. We can't just lay there on the pavement. And we <laughs> yeah, well, just step Glare at others. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping over people on the pavement, yeah. That's what they <laughs> do. do yeah. on a Saturday night. They do, yeah. If you fall down the street, yeah, you'd be lucky. You know, probably ten people would stop over you step over your yeah, first. Yeah, nick your phone and your wallet first. The comedy's flying here, isn't it? Oh, yeah, very funny, aren't we? <laughs> Hilarious. Just anyway. as funny as last week and the week before. Yeah, well, before well, that. we're uh, always funny. So it could be, it could, I mean, we, we could just call an end to all this fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do one more weird fact. Let's do one more weird fact. Well, there's one that fits. Pope Francis apparently used to be a nightclub bouncer. So there I you go. Think I think I heard that. segue there. And, and I think the previous Pope, I think I'm right in saying... It was uh, a goalkeeper. He used to be a goalkeeper. Um, in, in, in Poland, I think. He was Polish, wasn't he? I can't remember who wasn't he? Who was the one There was a fight? Polish. Program. Yeah, I think it was John was Paul. I think John Paul used to be... Oh, opportunity for look, for Googling. I must say I'm not up on the Popes. No, neither. I'm not, I'm not either. We know some of you might be, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. John Paul. Oh. John Paul, goalkeeper. John Paul II became known as Lolek the goalie. Uh, this isn't a fact, this is just a, a Google hit. Known as the skiing pope. He must have skied as well. Skiing pope. Yeah, John Paul, Karol Wojcicka, or whatever you can pronounce. How do you pronounce that in Polish? W-O-J-I-T-Y. Well, anyway, Karol Wojcicka was, war- was more well-known in his childhood days as a soccer player. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you see, from yeah, soccer yeah. player to pope. Yeah. yeah. He didn't play, pro- he wasn't a pro, though. He was playing in school and university. Mm. Still, still, you know, you never know. One minute, you're. Uh, here's a fact for you: the Pope doesn't actually have a balcony. Doesn't he? No. Oh, it's the Vatican's balcony. Well, it's not a balcony. This is isn't the thing. It? No. What is it? Oh, it's a window. It's a, with... it's, a, it's, a, it's a French window. It's a French window. Well, there's not really a balcony on it. There's a French window, and he just comes to that, and uh, it, it's got a railing in front of it. It's, if anything, it's possibly a Juliet bal- balcony, but no, doesn't have a balcony. You know, so you know, I never. I always amu- assumed it was a balcony. Yeah, well, I sort of are, of course, but it became common knowledge at one point. You know, as in, you know, are you going to town today? Does the Pope have a balcony? No, he doesn't. As it happens, Pope doesn't have a balcony. He's got a window. He's got a French window. Mr. Bo, does the Pope have French windows? No, <laughs> that's not quite the same, is it? Note, yeah, on that note, I think that's a perfect, the perfect moment to go, isn't it? Yeah, before we bore you completely. So, I'll just give you my blessing and uh, you know, throw a bit of incense, and uh, there you go. Have a nice week, pick Goodbye. up your robes, and off you go. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>